Good morning, Iowa. As usual, we welcome you back with open arms and a super, super special podcast discount code. All right, folks, we want to remind you to use ChillPod20 on our store for a 20% discount. That's all caps, ChillPod20. Hey, buddy. How are you doing after this week? We're coming off an Iowa Chill national holiday. <laughs> Soon to be a whole state of Iowa holiday, and my God, was it. One by one, we're converting everybody into River Farm fans, aren't we? Another year, another River Farm, and another success. So we just got back from Jefferson, Iowa, and the River Farm Recreation, and frankly, just happy that we're sitting here right now. A little bit more than I thought we would, so I can't believe we're here. I'm excited to talk and spread the history of what happened this last weekend in Jefferson, Iowa. So due to some different things past year, we had to make some adjustments to the River Farm event from what had been going on in the past. What was your first thought going into the weekend? Well, what was your what was your outlook from the planning process to like the couple days leading up to it? Yeah, so I mean, we kind of started this. The word about River Farm happening the twenty second back in April. Uh, originally, there was supposed to be a slip aside, which is the traditional thing, kind of going out River Farm the slip aside's great it's a great fun time but it's been going on since like way back four or five years ago yeah is when it started and this year when oh so we originally started we thought there was going to be a slip aside and then the state says no way in hell are you guys gonna have a slip aside this year it does not meet regulations and apparently you have to have instead of like because when you drop off at the end of the slip aside you go into that 10 foot pool which craig has down there you know a little uh dive pool according to state that, that can only be four foot okay and that's you know, it's dangerous. It's super dangerous, so I don't know why. So we we had uh, entertainment this year, which was... Can you give some backstory on like what the River Farm is in the first place? Yeah, River Farm is uh, so Je- uh, located outside Jefferson, Iowa. And Jefferson, Iowa is like 20 minutes, I'd say about half hour, 40 minutes west of Ames. Okay. Didn't know what it was but until I went there the first time. But yeah, it's River Farm is this uh, recreation for like ATVs, four-wheelers. It's got trails. Where people can go out, you can get memberships out there and just ride. I don't know if they occasionally have like actual races there, or if you can just go out there and just ride just for free. And it's built right off the river, uh, the Raccoon River, and they got a he's got a gravel pit in there, so it's a deep pit pond that's got boats on it. It's got a little beach kind of coming up to it, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of camping area, so you yeah. can bring out a camper tent, all that fun stuff. It's way cool. Um, and it's my understanding that he wanted to start throwing some events on this piece of land to pay back the mortgage. Is that the, maybe the correct term for what he's doing? Yeah. Because it was something that he had maybe grown up on. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So he's been out there for about 50 years or so. That's been part of his family. Uh, originally was farming too, so he was always farming. He's got farm ground. You can see cornfields all the way around it because it's in the middle of nowhere. And this year he actually renting off his land. For people to farm it so he can be full-time in just the recreation part and it's so parties gotcha. and events and continue to uh, grow the recreation part gotcha. of it. so for a bunch of years it was slip and slide and dirt bikes and atvs uh due to some regulation issues it was a little bit of a scramble so we so from about april until june we spent some time helping craig plan the event and honestly it was a huge success i mean yeah. 1300 people showed up this year yeah we want to give props to everyone that showed up uh the staff uh the law enforcement that did their best to keep everyone under control. A lot of work went into this, and I'm very happy with the outcome. Over so. 50 people uh, doing security and, and cleanup and setup and all of that. 
but you went a day early to set up and help plan uh, a little bit, plan a little bit more, make sure that everything was going to turn out good for everybody on Saturday. What was your first thought when you saw the farm? I was just, I'm like, here it is. You know, I had goosebumps. You know, we, like I said, we a lot of planning went in it. I'm like, I'm finally here. The big day's tomorrow. But there's still work to be done. We had to put the volleyball courts in, had to go get nets, drill posts into the ground. But people were showing up camp. I, I told people originally, I'm like, yeah, show up anytime, like, after 6 o'clock if we could play on camp on that Friday. Thinking maybe, like, two or three campers. Yeah. Also, I, you know, after we get some of these posts and I see a group of five campers coming at the same time. Same buddies, all five campers. How many people ended up showing up on that first night? That first night, I would say about 150. I'm like, and, they, and everyone says, "Yep, our entire clan's coming tomorrow." I'm like, "Oh god!" So I was warning you boys. I'm like, "I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow." Try and get here early though, if possible, because you know you've seen the line kind of going in the farm. It's River Farm's a big deal, especially yeah. this year. It is a huge deal, and we we were worried because there's no slide this year. There's no zip line like there had been in the past, and then uh, the weather was looking really ominous. We had clouds and rain and thunderstorms predicted for most of the week, and then it would fluctuate, but it pretty much looked like we were going to get rained on. And then when we showed up at about 1030, it was drizzling and maybe like 65 degrees. Let it be known that we were still shirtless and, and uh, oh, yeah. chubs. A little rain wasn't going to stop anybody that day. No, there's no doubt. I yeah I can tell you when I pulled up it was I didn't know what to expect because I knew it was going to be a lot different than last year but because it's it, typically on the north side of the farm and right we were on the south the side pond. of the farm towards the pond gravel pit this year and that was quite the environment so how much sand did he bring in five tons of sand seventeen hundred dollars worth so that's kind of like the beach and the sand volleyball yep and then um, yeah just a lot of lot of stuff that a lot of mowing he had a he. Yeah tore down some trees just clear some space for more camping and parking and that went pretty well we i mean it's kind of hard to explain without being there but yeah there's all that land down to the yeah. left away from the beach people are parked way out there almost every single spot was taken so yeah so i mean for future companies might have to make more clearage for more room out there for parking do we know roughly how many campers showed up uh i'd probably have to guess about 30 campers Everyone a lot starts- of tents Everyone starts showing up at 11, and it's a little drizzly. There's there's still party vibes for sure. Everyone's still trying to have a good time, but you can tell that if it wasn't going to be a warm day, non-party vibes. And then the sun peeked through. And out of nowhere, we get the most gorgeous day of all time. Yep, and then I swear to God, the second that sun peeked through, 500 more people were there in a second, and it was crazy. I'm thinking, so last year, a record was broke. Uh, approximately 800 people will show up to River Farm Slip and Slide. This year, 1,300 sheesh i mean that's growing it's growing as fast and it was the coolest looking environment i've ever seen the the way i can best explain is that it looked like a carnival because we had food vendors yeah almost like a festival Uh uh-huh and i can't believe that out in the middle of a cornfield it it was awesome yesterday we were talking and it's been crazy couple days recapping everything that went down this weekend but you took a second to look over everything at our little campground which was kind of looking over the pond and then the the sand volleyball on the beach Mm -hmm. and it just was awesome to see 1300 people all gathered around uh, for really no good reason other than just Iowa camaraderie right so let's talk about kind of went throughout the day there and I didn't see this part but apparently the big story of the day was the wrestling going on on the beach yeah so well it starts with a couple of boat rides. Everyone's just trying to get in the mood. Then sand volleyball kind of gets going. And then um, when everyone's kind of crowding on the beach for sand volleyball, there's not a whole lot to do other than watch. So some of the bigger guys, apparently a couple state champion wrestlers start getting together and saying, you know, like, well, let's get after it. <laughs> let's start grappling. So I think we actually did end up having like three or four state Grapple champions. Grapple on the gravel pit. Yeah. yeah. One of the guys that we wrestled the uh, the heavyweight state champ for maybe 2015 or 14. And how'd that work out for him? Um, he held his own. 
I'll, I'll give him a shout out, Levi, at Levi Burroughs. Did our uh, buddy Zach Kibbe get involved in that? Yeah, too? he said he wrestled some 6'4", 240 guy, and Kibbe's always full of himself, so he said he won. I don't know if he did, but he said he took him down. I believe him. Yeah, I, I don't know if I caught his his match. I only watched But they were all cut up on their legs and yeah. stuff, and that Sam must have been pretty sharp, So because yeah. we saw his good friend Butch at Walmart yesterday show. Yeah. He, he got some wrestling, and he, it looked like he stepped in some razor blades, but yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Many it was not a things. soft match, it looked like. So, no. No, right. One of the many random things at River Fire. But I want to go, I want to give a quick shout out to our AU coaches, Chris Simers yeah. and Sam, who uh, helped organize and put together a San Viable tournament out there this week. I and mean, we had about 20 plus teams uh, competing for a prize winning pot. So $30 per entry, winner took all. I'm not sure who the winners were. Just because the day went by so quickly, you I wasn't really focused on what was going on. But yeah, it was a successful sand volleyball tournament. People are loving the environment. So shout out to Chris and Sam for that. That was awesome. Yep. Big ups to those guys. I want to say I throughout the day I missed the wrestling tournament because I was on a little four wheeler ride. And if you all don't know, I lost my phone at Treetown. Yep. And wrestling piece of my phone. This, by the way. Yep. And I was on a little four wheeler ride. Lost it again. And because I have these chubs on, these the shortest shorts shortest swim trunks of all time. So small pocket, big phone problems. And uh, next thing you know, I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm four-wheeling up north of the farm in this prairie prairie grass that goes up to about your knees. I'm thinking, why come back? This barrier that means there. Went, went and retraced my trail for about 10 minutes, and there it was, a black screen just sitting out of 10-foot, I mean, like, four-foot weed. I can't believe I saw it somehow. But there it was. I'm So I'm good. The day carried <laughs> off from there. I'm scared, I'll, but I can't believe to, I hear. I'll go into class of 2014. We'll agree that you're the luckiest guy of all time. <laughs> yeah, some will say that, some won't. I disagree. So not only has my Iowa Chill license plate been sold, we had a tent this year with a couple of Iowa Chill flags on it, and someone decided that they needed some sell, so now they have two Iowa Chill flags, and those did not come back with us. Those people now have more flags than we Yep. Do. We <laughs> So we had the... The sad part about that is that we got the OG flag, the OG flag, yeah. and I told you boys, and we're, we're going to have this till the day we die. It did last a lot longer than I, I thought it would. Hopefully it's buried in River Farm. It, yep. If there's one place you can lose it, it might as well be River Farm, so rest in peace to the OG flag. I hope someone's really repping the hell out of that one. <sighs> Halfway through the day, I was really dragging. Like, after... The sun the, got hot. The sun got really hot. And then we got in the... I jumped... Did you, yeah, you jumped in the pond. I have the I worst did. allergies ever, so I woke up the next day, couldn't breathe from that freaking pond. Well, it's a farm runoff, right. so it's just obscenely unhealthy. Yeah, but so worth it. It was we fun. It was Yeah, we had kayaks and inner tubes all throughout the pond. And then it ended with some really good live music. Rick Monroe. I that would, guy was awesome. I'd bring him back. I'd hire him in a second. He had a blast out there, and I had a blast being right in the front row. Slowly transitioned everything into a concert, I would say. Yeah. It did. And all this music was possible due to Nathan Brown, yep. who pit. I mean, we were doing our best to finesse some music out there, like I said, because the slip aside wasn't going to happen here. We were like, well, we need more entertainment, music, live music. And actually, Rick Mon- he got Rick Monroe, who's from Nashville. So we got lucky because Rick's, one of Rick's shows that weekend got canceled. So Nathan knew some connections, managers, got Rick Monroe out there, who was absolutely murder. Nathan was in charge of the stage, the lighting, the, the sound system. He did a really fantastic job. So that was awesome. You underestimate how much goes into an event like this. Like all that, all those little extra things. And then there was some rain that was coming in and um, he had to make some last second switches. And unfortunately, one of our buddies didn't get to play. But just all those little things that you don't think about when you're kind of at an event, hanging out, having a good time. That There's a lot of logistical things in the background. It's definitely a lot went into it, but it was nice to overshadow it for a little bit and just kind of look over and say, this is awesome. It was way worth it though mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. So 
at about 9.30, Rick is wrapping up, and then is right- Is time the concert started? Ended? It, was, it was really pretty early. Okay. I mean, it's a long day, 11 a.m. to Right, 9:30. right. It just seemed like it seemed like 11. I lost track right. of time. Well, and because all these dark clouds start rolling in and sheeting rain comes down. So it sobered me up in a heartbeat. You had plans of shacking up at, at the Cobblestone, the yep. Wild Rose Casino, mm-hmm. and we had planned on going back. So we gathered our troops and went back to uh, went back to our car, and it was just mayhem because everyone's just running around and, and trying to you know get to their camper, get to their tent, or get in their car and go home. Get in the car- and turn the key doesn't turn on like oh no and all of a sudden the driver's like i i didn't i didn't turn off my lights car's dead (laughs) so just in sheeting rain thankfully she had jumper cables so we run over get get a neighbor car that was also leaving thankfully right next to us they drive over and and we jump this thing think it started and then we try to turn it back on no it's not started so we have to run back over do it all again and finally get get on the road and and this is a crazy guy coming in your car yeah, uh, in the kind of the mad scramble after the after the concert, we had a guy that ran up and like it almost looked like he was gonna like hop in the trunk or like come up behind the driver. I don't know. It, it was it was creepy. And and then uh, when we were kind of doing everything, um, she was sitting down in the car and he's like, "Can I get a ride?" And she's like, "No, no. Like I don't know who you are and, and where you're going. Like that that's creepy." And then the a group of girls next to us. Um, was also leaving and all of a sudden we hear screaming and I'm like kind of focusing because I'm trying to like not get electrocuted by putting these cables on the battery but they're just like chasing him away he was trying to hop in their car as well so just like a, <laughs> a weird, really weird dude Some river farm least, shit yeah big that time I got river farm yeah crazy it was a very wet ride home yeah I'll say that and yeah I'm mean, lucky because we had everything work right. out well, in the midst of you leaving I was still up doing my thing at river farm I was poured on uh, we're at my buddy's Cameron's camper. And, you know, he had a little canopy that pulled out. So there's a big party kind of going on there. Just chilled out. I wasn't drinking anymore at this time. I was just over it, over it with the rain. It's yeah. kind of, you know, I said, screw it. I was just staying out in the rain. I was dancing in the rain. I didn't even care. Yep. I was just so soaked. I'm going to get me a little bit more soaked. But yeah, eventually uh, made my way back to the cobblestone that night. So that was nice to get away from the rain and mm-hmm. uh, clean off some river farm from me. It was a big sigh of relief that next day. Like, holy cow, what just happened? Yep. So I come back to the farm, and I get to see the aftermath, and it looked like Woodstock, <laughs> Woodstock or something. I don't yeah. know. I, you know, I don't, I can't compare, it, but if I if I had to, I'm gonna say Woodstock. It looked like a hurricane or something. Just tore up the tents. There was tents left. Uh, I'm saying that like 30, 40 tents were left there just because people didn't want to deal with the messy tents. The pills yeah. were inside. There's people are dropping them on the. I mean, the place is flooded. Dirt everywhere. I mean, mud. It was disgusting. I picked up porta potties were tipped over. It was, it was you know, it's rough. People did. They had fun that night before, no doubt. So, so that's not the so fun part of uh, hosting the event was mm-hmm. the pickup. But yep. overall, a really, really well run event. People they, of Iowa know how to party. You know, they like really do. I wish I could show that to everyone outside of Iowa and to the old people in Iowa who aren't aware of River Farm. Yep. We got to say thank you to everyone that respected the land and and did as Iowans do and treat everybody you know, safely and respectfully because that's what makes events like these possible in the future. And a big thank you to the staff and, and, you know, the enforcement and security that makes sure that everything is playing nicely. Right. And you said events like this in the future. So we don't want to throw out a date to you, but there's been talks of a potential river farm again this year. More to come from that. But like we said, thank you to everyone that put a helping hand into making this event possible. Hopefully, you made it sound interesting enough to want to come and hang yeah. out. I mean, I was talking. Iowa. A lot of people were showing up the next day, reclaiming their uh, prize. I mean, not the prizes, but their claimings. And 
they're all like, oh my God, last night was so fun. Best time of my life. Like, I can't wait for next year, all this stuff. So it was good. A lot of people, everyone I talked to had a blast. As much as we can describe it, you have to experience it. Mm -hmm. You came back last year after your first river farm experience and we're describing what was going on. And I'm like, what do you mean? You just at a farm and there's a slip and slide. I haven't done a slip and slide since I was like 15. Like, you just have to experience it. It, so, it is. You, so, words and pictures do not do justice. Oh. It's uh, for sure. You got to be in the moment there. Keep an eye out for the recap video. Yes. I think we did river farm justice. Do you have anything that you want to touch on today? I, I will say that was completely in the minority. Everyone in the state apparently calls it bonfire as well. It is our not bonfire, a yep, Our bonfire can't fire argument. Yep. I, I'll take the big L for that one. Yep. But some guy did have a good point on there saying it depends on the scale and the size of the fire. Yep. Which I agreed. The only for me, like I, I told you, the only way it's a campfire is if I'm like in the middle of the wilderness up in like in Canada or north of Minnesota and I'm in, surrounded by nothing but trees that's when I will call myself a little campfire. That is fair. You know what? I'll uh, change my ways and will now propagate the fact that it's called on fire. I hate to say that I'm wrong. I'll give your Iowan title back then. Good to have you. In other news, Illinois is legalizing recreational marijuana. As if yesterday, which was the 24th. Yep. Good for them. That's our neighbor knocking on our door. Mm -hmm. When do you think it'll be legalized here? It's not a matter of if yes or no, it's when. For the last five years, people have been saying next five years it'll be legalized so um i guess i'll be i'll just keep adding to that i I think within the next five i think within the next two okay two three it's it's spreading i think people are understanding that it's uh, probably less dangerous than a lot of the drugs that we're using and some of even the pharmaceuticals that we're giving out so i don't know i could see i i'm with you i could totally see that but i guess do we give props to illinois for that or do we say i think so okay i think we do just trying to decide on what kind of podcast we are today Mm mm-hmm Cool. You got a question of the week for us? I'm going to go with Jonathan Wiley. Okay. All right. Shout out to Jonathan Wiley. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Jonathan Wiley for help creating the flyer. That was awesome. You know, making yeah. the, the event look official. Uh, that was spread pretty quickly throughout the state. So that was awesome. Thank you, Jonathan. And also coming from Jonathan Wiley, he wants to know, pineapple on pizza, is that allowed or should it not be? Huge debate across pizza arguments. What is your preference? No, absolutely not. Okay, I'm going to go absolutely yes. Really? Yeah, a little sweet and savory. That's my show. I don't like... What do they call that? The Hawaiian pizza? Hell yeah. I don't know, man. All right, whatever. Have you had it? Obviously, you've oh, had yeah. it, right? I mean, that actually yeah. used to be one of my favorites, so... I don't know. Uh, I've never Wiley, seen you eat it. Just because there's so many other options. I'm always all over the place. Just... Okay. I don't know. I've never tried it. I never will. I'll give you that input right now. Here's the fun fact of the week. Iowa invented the taco pizza and the breakfast pizza. Really? Yep. I think Happy Joe's invented the taco pizza and then Casey's invented the breakfast pizza. Happy Joe's? Yeah. That's interesting. Did not know that. I was weird like that. Inventing all this was not familiar with. So that's here we are. Love taco pizza. I kind of want taco pizza now. Okay. From an anonymous source, we have who, in your opinion, is the best collegiate dual threat punter in the state of Iowa? Anonymous source, huh? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to go as uh, Zach Kibbe. Yeah, I've been doing a little. I've been digging up some resources and uh, kind of been following this guy around for some time now. Uh, I mean, this kid from you and I, uh, I think he'll be a redshirt junior this year. He's been throwing all over that freaking roster. He's been third string safety, the second string safety, the kickoff special team guy, punt return, kick return, kickoff guy, and now he's the punter. So, I mean, from my understanding, he was just kind of fooling around practice one day, kicking a ball, and. Coach, uh, what's his name? Coach Farley. Coach Farley says, hey, that's not a bad leg. I don't know what punters they have at UNI, so I'm going to put you on the punting squad too. And I think uh, 
at, we're at Kinnick last year opening up, not opening up the season, but you and I came to Kinnick to play. And knowing Kibby was a second string punter, next thing you know, I see Cameron, what his number is, uh, 42 maybe, I don't know, comes out to the field. We got Zach Kibby in the punt. For the, <laughs> I lost my shit. But I was cheering. I was happy for him. I was going to say, because... Hoping he wasn't going to fucking shank it or get drilled. So, um, got the job done. You know, that is a dual threat uh, punter right there. You throw up a great guy who's a hustler, a tackler. He'll get the job done. He'll get down and gritty for you. So, you know, put him at punting. He, he's a threat out there. So, you just added a little extra tackler into the backfield for you. There so, you go, anonymous person. That's that's our answer. Yep. Should we do the biggest winners and losers? Yep. Let's go biggest winners. Okay, biggest gonna, winners first. I'm going to start off with the biggest winners, and that is, uh, for me, it's going to be Iowa native Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. I heard something um, going about this. Yep. I They have one of the best relationships I've ever seen, mostly because they're just a dang good-looking couple, but they also... She's they just, hot. But they just destroy TMZ, the other ones that I can't think of because I've never even thought about reading any of that stuff they, they just dismantled them there was a lot of rumors going around that their relationship was in the tubes they were just going downhill and uh they just totally destroyed it on social media a really really great bit so uh, shout out to ashton kutcher amongst all of the great things he's doing for philanthropy and he's also killing it in the relationship game so nice job bud that's good they're one of my favorite couples too mia kunis fountain fact loves casey's pizza does she really it's her favorite pizza that's big time. She I love out, her yeah. even more now. I think it was about four or five years ago she tried it out. She's like, yep. Ashton's like, oh, I know you'd like it. That's incredible. Yeah, so Let's go. Shout out to It's great. Power couple. My biggest winner of the week, no surprise here, Craig Flack, yep. the owner of River Farm, the founder, and this guy knows how to have a great time and host this very successful event. Craig and I have been working for these last couple months. Hey, since last year, we've been talking to River Farm. And shout out to this guy. This guy's gone through a lot, but he continues to fight for what he really wants to do in life and just show the people a great time. You know, use his land for the great time. And like I said, he's had everyone, he's had some targets on his back, but that hasn't stopped the guy. So shout out to you, Craig. I love what you do. You're a great guy, and I can't yeah. wait to make more successful events with you. All right, go ahead. Let's okay. hear the biggest loser of the week. Yep, my biggest loser is going to go to all the students that are amassing obscene amounts of debt over 44 million americans have 1.5 trillion dollars in student loan debt so i'm one of them yeah do you contribute to some of that yes i do yeah not looking good for students going to college nowadays what is uh your my biggest loser goes out to iowa weather uh like i said we are all this weather depends on how this river farm event's going to turn out and whatnot uh i think i saw the weather change at least 30 times i mean i was checking every other hour hour and a half and Switch every other time. I'm like, I just didn't know what to do. So it made me, gave me anxiety, not knowing like what the hell is going to happen tomorrow. You know, it's going to scare some people off. In a way, it kind of came clutch. But at the end, it hurt at the most time when people are trying to stay and be safe at the farm. And it just decided to rain down on a great time. But I just say, be, yeah. you know, be consistent for something, at no. least for a weekend. Never. You know, like, don't be never. switching up on me 30 freaking times. Nope. Never. You never. I mean, it changed dramatically so much I couldn't believe it. It was mind-boggling. You chose to live in the Midwest, and you're going to get that weather, bud. I know. I'm pissed at it. I'm just hoping it hears me one day where it says, okay, all right, my bad. I'll be consistent this week. Mic drop. See you guys next week. Guess what? Got the Mississippi. Kicking back.